0: Gather around as we spill the tea on cybersecurity. We're talking about the topic in a way that everyone can understand. I'm your host, Jara Rowe, giving you just what you need. This is the Tea on Cybersecurity, a podcast from Trava. Welcome to episode five of the Tea on Cybersecurity. I can't believe we've covered as much information as we have already. I hope you're learning as much as I am. If you're anything like me, you may learn better from those that have experienced something before, which is why I'm super excited about this episode. We are going to talk about going from a startup all the way to compliance with a very special guest. So I am incredibly excited to talk with Casted CPO and co-founder, Adam Paterino. Hi, Adam. Hey, how are you? I'm fantastic. How are you? I'm doing very well. All right. So go ahead and tell the listeners more about Casted and your role there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So Casted was started in 2019 by myself and our CEO, Lindsay Chapman. And we had a vision for helping marketers with their podcasts. Actually, I'm happy to be here on, on this show, but Casted is all about building a, a show, building an audience around that show, and then really demonstrating the value. Of your podcast and video content throughout the rest of your your marketing funnel. Mm
0: -hmm. I'm a huge fan of Casted, even before we were technically a customer. I really like the amplified marketing approach, especially repurposing content and just thinking about content and things differently. So I'm a huge fan of everything that you guys do.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Likewise, appreciate that. We're, it's definitely cool seeing, uh, you know, folks like yourself being able to start with conversations like these. Mm-hmm. opportunities to gather a lot of really rich content uh, mm-hmm. and lots of ways to repurpose that content and building your marketing strategy on top of it.
0: All right. So let's dive right into this cybersecurity fun. In your words, what is cybersecurity?
1: Yeah, cybersecurity is all about the, in our lens, risk management, mm-hmm. uh, understanding what risks are potential. What threats are are potentially out there that could harm our business in a number of ways or harm our customers' businesses. Mm -hmm. Cybersecurity is also trust. And so it's about being able to establish with our customers and our users, as well as our employees, that we are thinking through the potential risks out in the world and considering ways to prevent them so that
0: we can build trust and build strong relationships. Awesome. So... You've pretty much already demonstrated that, but cybersecurity is important for you all. Yeah, it's really critical. It positions itself pretty uniquely in the B2B space and and
1: more importantly, in the enterprise space. And as you work with enterprise customers, it's of course really critical to them. They have millions of users and millions of data points. And when we become a part of their tech chain, we don't want to be the weakest link. And so in order for us to have a go-to-market, opportunity, we need to make sure that we can demonstrate some competencies to help them feel comfortable.
0: Awesome. Yeah, definitely don't want to be the weak link (laughs) at all. So through research and experiences and things like that, startups and SaaS companies sometimes don't have cybersecurity as top of mind as they should. Um, So from Casted's point of view, when did you all know that cybersecurity was something you need to take advantage of and the strategy behind that?
1: Yeah, so the I think the bias that a lot of startups feel is that their risk profile is smaller because Mm -hmm. they as an organization are smaller. And that can be true as far as like, are they going to be targeted by active threats? Mm -hmm. But there are a lot of passive threats that are pretty equal no matter what size company you are. For us, I think we really knew from the beginning that cybersecurity and risk management is going to be critical to us to gain favor in the enterprise space. But it's also part of who we are as a culture and a company mm-hmm. uh, is to be a trusted source for customers, for the market, for each other. Um, some of the deciding factors for us to actually pursue work for SOC2 certified, so to actually go into that SOC2 motion was for us all about being the first in the market to demonstrate that we understand how important this stuff can be. And it was also, you know, important for us to do it early. You Mm -hmm. know, the earlier that you go through these things, they're actually a little bit easier to get your, um, your protections in place and get your routines in place and, and get all of your evidence gathered. It's a lot easier when you're smaller. So the actual auditing process can be a lot easier earlier. And then you're building on top of a really strong foundation. And that's what we want to scale on top of, rather than going back through a very expensive restructure around security. We wanted to bake it in from the beginning.
0: Definitely. That's awesome that you guys took it so serious so early on, because I'm pretty sure, like you said, that that, you know, helps with headaches and things later down the line. Yeah. I do know through research and whatnot that SOC 2 is something that most enterprise level companies really look for in the smaller SaaS startup companies. Uh, so can you tell me more about some of the benefits that Casted has gotten from being SOC 2 certified?
1: Yeah. So I think a lot of people look at certifications like SOC 2 as a cost center. Mm-hmm. It does cost money to get certified. There is software that's really helpful, which also comes with the bill. And of course, there's the cost of time, which can be quite significant. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, I don't think a lot of people think about the return on that investment very often. And we can actually equate dollars to our bottom line that are associated with our compliance. So mm-hmm. because we have our SOC 2 badge, we can go to large companies like Salesforce and IBM and sign large contracts with those customers because we've demonstrated our competency in cybersecurity Mm -hmm. and risk management. So we look at the ROI as as being able to acquire and and maintain and grow customers in that space as kind of that return on investment that we spent on SOC 2.
0: So my listeners, all of my newbie cybersecurity listeners like myself, we did just introduce a new term here, SOC 2, S-O-C, SOC 2 not socks like we put on our feet. There's different types of this, but don't worry. Our next episode, we go into more of like what Sock 2 is. It is a compliance that a lot of SaaS companies get to help sell themselves to enterprise companies. So Adam, you did go a little bit into like why you guys started with compliance, but was there anything else that triggered the need to start compliance when you did? We definitely didn't luckily run into a vulnerability event, which I think is
1: one of the things that unfortunately is the first step for a lot of customers mm-hmm. is they actually have a vulnerability that is exploited and they run into a problem. And mm-hmm. then of course, they're trying to play catch up or try to do damage control. For us, you know, I think in my background, especially, I, I've seen that before. so it became really important for us to get ahead of that which is why we we started so early.
0: Mm-hmm. So I do know compliance and security aren't necessarily the same thing. right? So how does Casted ensure that both areas are being met? Yeah, Casted's
1: uh, maybe in a unique position because we serve two different types of users. Our first is our customer. Mm-hmm. And those are the folks that log into our platform that trust us with their data, that are, you know, including us in their marketing tech stack. And that's where things like security can be really important to ensure that as they share their data with us, that they can trust that it's health safe. Mm. Our second user is actually our customers' customers, our customers' users who are listening to and engaging with their content and also providing some data. And when you have a consumer consuming data or interacting and you're tracking their behaviors, that becomes an area of where compliance becomes very important. Definitely. Uh, we've seen all over the place how important privacy policies are, how important mm-hmm. cookie policies are, the changes in European laws starting to affect American companies. And so for us, we take both motions pretty seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, again, because we want to build trust with our customers, right? They they want to make sure that their end users are treated with respect and their, their data is held appropriately. At the end of the day, right, let's say we mishandle that second user, that very end user's data. It could be that brand, our customer, that is holding the line. Mm -hmm. So in order to make sure that we are trusted and our customers feel safe uploading and managing their content with us, we have to show that we take compliance seriously as well.
0: I feel very good that our audience that digests our content through Casted is taken care of. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Well,
1: and it's, it's cool too, right? The, the case of those out there who don't know, Cast is actually a Trava customer. Yes. <laughs> so all of this, a lot of this learning was something that I learned through Trava and the Trava team. And it's something that Trava really great at helping both compliance and security concerns. So
0: it's been a great partnership. And we appreciate the partnership as well. So I do know with compliance, you have different controls and they look at different company policies. So specifically just thinking about from like a training standpoint to make sure that It employees are up to date on like cybersecurity concerns and things like that. Do you guys deploy anything? Do you have any softwares or how do you guys train your employees when it comes to cybersecurity?
1: Yeah, we, we actually follow a pretty standard template. There is a company out there that we uh, use their software. It's called Carbide. Okay. And Carbide is really helpful at managing all of our different security and compliance policies, but it also incorporates um, security training for all of our employees. So part of our onboarding process is to have them go through some lessons. They're really great and easy and quick lessons, and we have people review those and and. If there's updated lessons, they'll learn more from the updates each year. So we go through and have people look through those yearly. We also work on more advanced training with our engineers. So the standard employee, somebody in marketing and sales, that needs to go through that carbide security training. Mm-hmm. Um, and then our, our sales folks have a software development uh, security training that they go through. Because uh, ultimately, that's where the highest risk is. When you have a higher risk profile, we need to take additional steps, have more procedures, more training. And that's something that actually the, the engineers kind of enjoy uh, learning a little bit more about how to shore up our code and, and have really secure best practices.
0: We were just discussing recently about the importance of like engineers and to make sure that they're making those changes and the software updates and things like that. Like, yeah, there might be new cool features, but those cybersecurity updates are just as important as some of those other things.
1: Yeah it's it's always a balance. I lead the product organization and the customer organization, and uh, since since the beginning we've we've had to find a balance for ensuring that we were not developing too much tech debt, mm-hmm. uh, and we were still delivering exciting features to our customers. And that's a challenge for most products leaders out there. Is how do we ensure that we're investing at the uh, right levels into each bucket?
0: Yeah, How do you decide that?
1: You know, we have a process that we built off of ShapeUp, which is an alternate development methodology where we are able to create pitches based on things that mm-hmm. need to get done and prioritize them. And what's great is we have the whole organization place bets, essentially, on what they think needs to go into the roadmap next. And that has allowed us to ensure that we're reaching the most critical items first. Mm -hmm. Of course, when you have something like that, you always need to have your thumb on the scale. (laughs) So, you know, partnering with Trava, they've been able to help us identify the critical areas that we need to ensure we're addressing first. So I'm able to pull in outside feedback into that betting process and making sure that we can keep a balance between new features and uh security updates and and performance updates.
0: I'm glad we're able to help with that. So to reel it back in just a little bit, when you started with cybersecurity at your SaaS company, how much did you know about cybersecurity during that time?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. My background has been in SaaS most of my career. Mm -hmm. And I've been exposed to SOC 2, where a company I was a part of was going through it. And I did just a little bit on the documentation side. Okay. I wasn't super familiar with everything that's involved, but I knew what it was and why we needed it. Um, then I worked at a global company where they were based out of Europe and their security practices were very robust. And we had a lot of trouble getting new software and, uh, we had a lot of, routines and processes and procedures to go through in order to, you know, advance some of the custom work that I was building. So coming into CASID and knowing that we had a goal of becoming SOC 2 compliant within our first three years, we knew why we wanted it and we had a rough idea of what it might look like to accomplish it. Mm -hmm. That was it. I learned a whole lot on the fly about what are the details of compliance. It's not just going and getting your badge. There's actually a whole methodology and there's a whole point of view that your whole company needs to adopt, being security and compliant focused first, and that allows achieving SOC to be a lot easier.
0: So if there was one thing you wish you would have known before, you know, going through the journey to compliance, what would that have been?
1: I think looking back, I would have loved to know that a partner is going to make things a lot simpler. We got lucky finding Trava and it really helped streamline everything. We didn't have to be the experts. And in fact, while we were in a lot of sales processes, seeking our SOC 2, we were able to still get into those deals and sell those customers Mm -hmm. because we had the support of an expert, you know, on our bench. And so we were able to say, yes, we don't Quite have the certification, but we have a lot of the right practices that that certification proves. And so, having an expert be able to talk to their security expert was really great for us. Uh, took that pressure mm. off of me to to know stuff I didn't quite know yet.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. We love the buddy system here.
1: Exactly.
0: So, Adam, if you could give advice to any other like SaaS leader or other CPO in particular mm-hmm. at a company when it comes to cybersecurity. What would you tell them?
1: Yeah. I would, I always encourage co founders and then founders or products leaders to start their security journey early. It's a lot easier when you're smaller, it's a lot less overhead than you probably expect. And the second piece of advice I would give is find the right partner in this space. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a lot easier to hire a firm and a company and a software solution like Trava. Than it is to bring somebody in-house that can be quite costly. So is especially it- if you're in that early stage, partners among with Trava is probably my, my best piece of advice.
0: So is there anything else you would like to leave our listeners with?
1: Yeah, if you're thinking about podcasting, if you're thinking about video for your marketing solutions, go check out Cassid. <laughs> We'd love, love to, it. Uh, to tell you more about how we can help you. But in all seriousness, you know, we're we're going through some interesting economic times as we look forward with an uncertain future. I hope that everybody stays safe out there and it can help one another.
0: Ditto. As we mentioned, we learned a new term today, SOC 2. But if you were a little confused about it, don't worry. Next episode, we will be discussing SOC 2 in a way we can all understand as if we were kids. Okay, friends, now that we have spilled the tea on the importance of cybersecurity from the perspective of a SaaS company during their journey, it's time to get into the receipts. So I have two big takeaways. Adam noted that some smaller companies feel like they're not at risk simply because they're a smaller company. And that is the farthest thing from the truth. It's important to take it seriously from day one. If you do more of a proactive approach, when you do become bigger and you grow, having these different cybersecurity strategies and risk management strategies in place earlier on is only going to help you and benefit you in the long run. And if you are trying to sell to like an enterprise company, A lot of them actually want to know what you're doing to keep their data safe. So just because you're a smaller company at the beginning doesn't mean that you should let cybersecurity go by the wayside. Make it a priority from the start. And another thing that I took away is that when it comes to keeping data and information safe, it's not just about you. It's about your customers as well, especially as a SaaS company. You not only have your own information and data, but you also have information from your client, your customer as well. So taking cybersecurity seriously keeps you and your customer safe. So let's make sure that we're doing our due diligence to keep all of us secure. Thanks for tuning in to The Tea on Cybersecurity. If you like what you listen to, I'd be greatly appreciative if you could leave me a review. If you need anything else from me, head on over to Trava Security. Follow wherever you get your podcasts.